1: When we listen to the radio, we never agree on the station. Classic rock. Hip-hop. Pop. Guys, quiet. The one thing we do agree on, we all want an awesome free phone. That's why we switch to MetroPCS.
0: Stop by MetroPCS with the whole family and get four free phones of your choice from brands you love, like Samsung, Motorola, and LG, when you switch. MetroPCS. Wireless. Figured out. Coverage not available in some areas. Sales tax not included in phone price. pre phone requires port. Excludes numbers on the t mobile network. See store for details and terms and conditions. You're listening to NBC Sports Radio. Sports Radio weekends. This is the Two Robbies Football Show. Your number one source for Premier League football on NBC Sports Radio. Now, your hosts, Robbie Musto and Robbie (laughs) Urle.
1: Welcome to the Two Robbie's football show on NBC Sports Radio. This is an hour where we get deep and personal with the Premier League. I'm Robbie Earl. I've got my mate Robbie Muster with me now. He's had a day off, so I know he's gonna be revved up and he's gonna want an <laughs> argument. So, Musty, I'm gonna start you off with Chelsea. They are the champions. Mm. For you, mate, what was what was the most important thing for Antonio Conte's man to finish top of the pile?
0: I think I think patience. Um I mean, it was uh, it, it was a game that was kind of a little bit different to Chelsea. I thought that the longer it went on, I think there was there was kind of desperation from everybody. I I, I actually I actually noted down, Rob, everybody in the in the outside uh, field players, ten players, yeah. had an effort at goal. They all wanted to score. They all wanted to be the hero. But they had to be patient. And I think as everybody said, you got the sense that the goal was going to come, um, even though some of the uh, the luster, some of the um, the flair we seen early in the season wasn't there. It, it was coming and. It's just confirmation that they are the best team. They've had a fantastic season, and this game was just just kind of typified that with the patience um you know against a, a difficult side to play against and Golocante Kante was on the bench as Ces Fabregas played um, and some of his quality from the midfield with his passing was evident yet again and West Brom can be difficult um but it was it was it was just great and i you know the scenes afterwards were were spectacular scenes everybody in that football club has done a, a great job and you got a sense rob with those celebrations that mm. everybody uh, we've said many times that, that, that Antonio Conte and how he's he kind of brought the club back together again after a difficult season last year. But you got a sense of the love for the guy from, from everybody, from the staff, from the players, mm. from the fans. Even the photographs, he wanted a staff photograph, he wanted a players photograph, he wanted to appreciate the fans. They did the arms and the, the, the sliding mm. on the grass and all the stuff that you normally see. But it just felt, as in terms of a celebration, mm. it felt pretty special.
1: Is, is there a different bond, Rob? I was trying to say to Rebecca. I was trying to explain that there seems a little bit a different bond between the players and the manager. Listen, Jose Mourinho will well, not just have worked Chelsea and got them on the road. You know, when he came in, two hundred four, two hundred five, won the first Premier League title, and the rest they say is history. But it just seemed to me the relationship between the players and the manager is a little different. Now, some may say better, some may say closer. I, I'm not saying it's just different. It's just like you know the way they were throwing Conte up in the air. I don't think they do that with Josie. where you saw the guys run into the the press conference and do stuff the Mm. the celebrations with the champagne and Mm. and whatever just Mm. feels to me like the relationship and I don't know if this is part of the trust part of like you know he's not a man who's going to throw you under the bus or ever publicly embarrass you as Jose has done with some of his players in the past is this kind of a new style of management that that's the way you've got to go with a modern player i
0: don't know about a new style it's certainly what when you see Jurgen Klopp and the way that he bonds with his players now we're seeing it mm. with Antonio Conte i mean I guess you could say it's new. I mean, it, it, I think it's something that we... You know, if you think back, Rob, of all the, the, the years we played and watched I've and never hugged a manager in my life, almost, <laughs> so, to <laughs> be honest. I, I don't think I have as well. And uh, <laughs> like I, said, I couldn't get my arms around joking here. Yeah, I don't want to hug uh, Steve McLaren. <laughs> um, but, no, um, yeah, it, that's the special part of it. That's the special mm. part of it. And that's when you start to think, Robbie, Earl. you start to think, okay... This has been fantastic, amazing job by him, 10th to 1st in this season with all the the issues of a new country, a new language, um, a new league with the intensity, with the culture, um, new players. It's just remarkable what he's done to bring it all together again. It it does make you think, can this continue, Rob? Can this be a Mm -hmm. start of a dynasty? Can he uh, affect the players in such a positive way as he's done in year one, in year two and year three? That's the... I, I guess, you know, you always want more, don't you? You, you, you mm. want a hero. You yeah. want a legend. And and with Antonio Conte now, he's done it. Fantastic. But you do think, OK, what are you going to do going forward? How hard is it, my friend, to think that, mm. that you can drive these players constantly like a maniac from the sideline? I'm sure in training as well, you know, going into next season as well. How difficult is that going to be?
1: I just think, Rob, just hold hold that thought there. Before we look forward, can, let's just just go back. Because I, I just want to talk about, at the start of the season, he, he he took the job while he was national manager with the Euros. He came in in the summer. People said he, he worked hard in training. Didn't change too much. I thought, in, in many respects, it was having a look at the club, having a look at the personnel. We know the change of system came after that Arsenal defeat. But just prior to that, Rob... You know, I was doubting. I've got to be honest. I said this guy's got a big job on to get this the, the, team in top four. I know they were, they were title winners before, but they'd had a season, Robert, of, of ill-discipline. They were disjointed. They'd lost their focus. Some had put some weight on. I thought they got that champion's kind of swagger where they weren't really committed anymore. So he had a big job on, Robert, mm, with exactly. a big dressing room to turn this around. And I, I just think we, we have to measure that in 12 months, this is unrecognisable from the team that he took over.
0: Yeah, you've also got to realise as well. There's new players in there. I mean, Angelo yeah, Conte was yeah, a brilliant true. signing, and Moses at right wing back, and, and Marcus Alonso coming in at left wing back, and David Luiz, by the way, that we have we have got to talk about, um, and how he's impacted the team, and how he's settled down into a top class centre back. And I'm pleased for him because I've always thought he's a very very good player. Of course, he, he makes odd mistake, but he's had a, had a fantastic season. And I think just the way that he changed through the season, Robin. <clears throat> Excuse me. You know, you, you look at the start of the season for Chelsea and, it, you know, it was kind of a bit... It went off the rails a little bit. And mm. I thought... and I'm going to bring it up again because I, I absolutely believe this was the defining moment, the key moment, the the, the critical... Passage of time when he got the players, and they were like, you know what? Forget last season. You know, get out, of your snap out of your, your hangover, or whatever you are, your dreamland state from last season. I mean business, and that that press conference after the Arsenal defeat that Conte gave, I still think was a catalyst for everything that, that followed on. Let's just remind everybody, Robert, what he said that time. We must work a lot. We must work, work a lot to 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 improve, to change the situation, because I think that now. We are a great team only on the paper, not on the pitch. And uh, to be a great team, I prefer to be a great team not only on the paper, but also on the pitch, because the pitch speaks, the pitch is the truth, the pitch is the most important thing for us.
1: You know what, they should have that, Robbie, on on a plaque in the Chelsea dressing room yeah. next to the, the, the trophy because you know what, you, you're absolutely spot on. That was the day I, I said that... He came in, he took the job while he was national manager of Italy. He came into the football club in the summer. But do you know the day he took charge? September the 24th when he made that press conference. When he decided, you know what, now I'm going to get hold of this football club. Mm. Now I'm going to run it in the manner and the style that I want to. And he, he got players on side. We saw Diego Costa that he'd had a bit of a fallout in, in, a, in a game or two, got him back on side. Seth Fabergas, who was probably thinking that he's not going to play a big part in the future, got him on side. Eddie Nazord back to the player that we saw who was the player of the year. I mean, Victor Moses, Rob. Victor Moses, who would have probably been happy thinking if I can make the 18 every week mm. and, and travel on the coach, I'd be happy. He's played 33 games and been one of the star players and most important players. So not only did he did he come in and change the outlook and players, but the other thing, Rob, for me is he changed the attitude of a number of players.
0: Well, that you think about that, Rob. That, that, that sound we've just run there, Mm. That was a public shaming of the players. Yeah. That's it's the why only time it was he's so done key. that by the way it, all yeah. season. But but my goodness Rob wasn't that a, a public shaming mm. like listen I'm throwing you lot right now that's not mm. good enough that's not acceptable you think you you think you're great players. Mm-hmm. Because of your names, et cetera, and what you've done in the past, but you're not. And I, and I thought, you know, the way that, that the club came together and the players reacted off the back of that, it coincided, of course, they, they changed the system in the middle of that game, and then they continued with that, and it's been hugely successful. But that was very, very important, I thought, Rob.
1: Yeah, and I, I just want to throw something back at you, though, and, and this is where I see a slight difference in management. You never named an individual... Any player, when he when he made his point, but he threw them. In, in some respects, the team under the bus yep. and the attitude under the bus. Jose Mourinho has a way of picking out, you know, Mkhitaryan or, or Lingard or. or Luke Shaw, whoever he he, he, can't, he kind of throws some names out there, or tells you who he's not talking about, so we all know who he is talking about. This guy doesn't do that. There's a, there's a little bit more tact, I think, to the way that he threw them under the bus, and because of that, that nobody felt sort of any personal shame. It was a group thing, and the
0: group moved on. You know what is rather strikes me with him, Rob, it, it, and you can obviously see it. It's just his drive, his desire. Yeah. You yeah. know, when you consider other managers, yeah. Rob, and I'm mm-hmm. going to say Arsene Wenger. That's been at the club a long time and has done a great job. But how about the difference in drive and motivation and excitement and enthusiasm that he brings? You know, he, he admitted, Rob, in a in a post game mm-hmm. uh, conference that or an interview I read, um he, he's he has he's had a lot of sleepless nights. You know, he's put yeah. absolutely everything into this uh, this 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 competition and this, this season and this football club and he's already talked I knew it would come I knew it would come in the in the uh, chats after the game he's already talked about the FA Cup this guy is a driven guy never never kind of forgets where he's at Yeah, I think he's mm-hmm. rightly so enjoying the moment in celebration he said that this is an important time to celebrate but he is so focused so driven and Chelsea have got a, well, a marvellous manager
1: listen you keep I'm going to go at my arson awesome, so I'm going to throw one <laughs> back into you Pep Guardiola even Jurgen Klopp sometimes Pochettino
0: uh,
1: you know, managers who've come in this league, Rob, and, and, and two things that, that I take from, from what you say. One, this guy looks like he's enjoying being in the Premier League. That he yeah. enjoys what, what it's about and the challenges and, and the different aspects that, that the league brings. But the other thing is, I'm not really moaning about fixtures or playing at Christmas or teams play long ball and we're not getting the beautiful game. Now, other managers seem to want to have a say. This guy's coming." got on with his business, looks like he's enjoying his work, putting everything into his work, and, and, and the reason why he's finished top of the pile. And that just means something to me. That, that you get some of the big managers who, who have been all around the world, maybe one thing, so come into English football, then start telling us, well, we need a Christmas break we never had a Christmas break. We don't have a Christmas break. We
0: don't like it. Go back to the league that you came from. Listen, he's going to be in the Champions League next year. Maybe he's going to start making a few complaints next year. I hope not, because I totally agree. No complaints and a a brilliant job. Congratulations to him and all the Chelsea team and the new players and the players that he revived in Costa and Cesc and and Hazard. Just had a, a brilliant season and totally, totally deserve to be champions of the Premier League.
1: Here, here, Robbie Musto. So, Chelsea land their fifth Premier League title in Conte's first year as a manager. But while there's delight for the Blues at the other end of the table, there's a real scrap to stay in the league. We'll focus on relegation after the break, concentrating on Swansea, Hull and Crystal Palace, trying to make sure they are not the ones who drop out of the league. You're listening to Two Robbie's Football Show on NBC Sports Radio. We're talking Premier League.
0: Back to the pitch, it's the Two Robbies Football Show. NBC Sports Radio and NBCSportsRadio.com. Listen 24-7 online or with the app, because every
1: day is game day. Welcome back to the Two Robbies Football Show. Time now to focus on the basement and who's going to fall through the trapdoor that is a championship. Swansea got an important win against a really poor Sunderland side, I'd have to say. Two goals, clean sheet... 10 points from a possible 12 for Paul Clement's men. Momentum certainly with Swansea now, Rob?
0: Yes, it is. And I, I just thought this was a really good performance, Rob. I mean, I, we can talk about Sunderland, and, and they were back to kind of nervy, anxious, mm-hmm. fearful Sunderland, let's, I have to not, say. Not. Yeah, well, us not. I, I, it, but, but how bad was it, Rob, in that stadium? You know, And I feel for those players a little bit because it was nasty, toxic, you know, booing, almost... Mm-hmm. Um, you know, cheering their o, own passes. Oh, Lane, so, when they had their own yeah, passes, and that. That's, yeah, so that it, was it, it really turned, bad. It. But Swansea were good. Mm. I mean, they looked like yeah. a Premier League side, Rob. They're miles mm. better than Sunderland. They they pass the yeah. ball really well. Um, the What's he done, Rob? What's the most good?
1: important thing? What's the most important thing he, he's done? Because you got to remember, he came in at the football club. They were bottom of the table. They got 12 points. He was the third manager in there. They were conceding goals for fun, and I said today for, to for, to Cal. I think it was about consistency. He got something. He kept some consistency. Back two. He got Liam Britton in the team. He got shape. He got Llorente in the side. He got Sigerson playing from there. Gave him some consistency. Something that they knew week in, week out was going to be the same.
0: The only thing you say that, mate, they, they, they had an awful run. He came in, they won a lot of games, and then they had a terrible... They, they lost a like, load of games on the spin, the, on the track. Yeah, but and he he's didn't... like, he wow, did, what's he, gone wrong?
1: But he didn't lose his head with that. He, he, he kept to mm-hmm. what he believed in, and it's seen him through. And that's what I'm saying. Remember with Bob Bradley, week after week, we'd see different systems, different formations, different ways of playing. At least this guy has kept some yeah. consistency and said, you know what? I remember I said to you, I, I met him in a pub in Surrey just by chance. And yeah. he said, for mobility-wise, we haven't got a problem. I just don't know what the mentality would be like down the track.
0: Well, it's interesting, because I remember that. You said that. And that mm. was really, really interesting. Well, it, to answer his question... Uh, they they have got mentality. They Mm -hmm. have got... I think they've handled the pressure. They've won three out of the last four games in a situation where they they knew they had to get results. I mean, they looked like they were going down a few weeks ago, Rob, and Mm -hmm. yet they had the mental ability, composure um, to get the results. I mean, Fernando Llorente... I mean, not only, of course, his goals are incredibly important, but what, how about his work ethic? I've mean, I, I watched him the last few games. He's back defending on the edge of his own box, helping yeah. out his midfield. I mean, he really, his goal, when he, he stands there with his arms aloft, and it's like, you know, he, he's fired up a little bit. And I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm a little bit surprised at how <laughs> how he's kind of really got into this relegation uh, battle. And um, he's done so well, scoring goals. So they've put themselves in a brilliant situation now with some, some ballsy wins, some real determination and, and ability to, to win and play their football in difficult environments. Really, really good.
1: Two other players, Robbie, who've gone a little bit under the radar. One I, I talked to today about Alfie Mawson and his just his ability to... to... Be a bit of a leader back there, actually. Go and win some headers, go and clear the ball out and be strong and organise in front of him. And the other one, Robin, I think this is really important. Leon Britton's come into this team in the last four games and they're unbeaten, three wins and a draw. And he was a guy, apparently, who organised it. The players bought the tickets for the Swansea fans, so they the game today, creating an atmosphere. He understands his football club. He's been with it
0: a long time. The other game, uh, you talk Oof. about big games. Oof. We talk about mm. important games. You talk about pressure. Crystal Palace versus Hull City tomorrow I, I've got to think that that club will be absolutely getting behind the team and the manager to make this a, 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 a cup final of all cup finals Sam I said it's even more important than a cup final and he's absolutely right it is more important than a cup final but I think that that atmosphere is going to drive those players on they've got good players there they have to of course be careful they've got to respect Hull they've got to be very cautious about what they do Got to think, Rob. They're going to get you know the point that they need to be uh, I, to be okay. I just have to
1: say, Rob, and, and it's just like, hold on a minute. Crystal Palace with with that team with Sam Allardyce with two games to go. Why are we talking relegation? Yeah. Why yeah. Like, I can't I can't quite. Does, something doesn't fit at one point we thought Sam started getting his wins started getting his clean sheets I mean Mamadou Sacco Mamadou Sakho being out again hasn't certainly helped and, and, and people like Dan and one or two at the back Tomkins now injuries in his centre back position is hurting but still Rob it's far too much at that football club for them to even be be dicing with relegation
0: yeah I, I mean you consider some of the victories at Anfield 2-1 to, mm. to go there you know, and, and was it Chelsea? They they won as well. Yeah, one they, Chelsea. Be, I Chelsea. Mean, so what it, is it?
1: <laughs> Up for the big games, not really getting the business done when they should against teams lower down? They
0: switched off. I mean, they switched off. Plus, they've had tough games, by mm. the way. In the last three, they've they, they lost their home to Spurs, and they've they got hammered by City 5-0. So they have had difficult matches. But it comes down to this. It comes down to this game, and, and it's going to be brilliant viewing to watch, you know, a whole City team that we all wrote off early on that have managed through... Marco Silva to find a way to believe in themselves make great signings um, to get this team competitive again and they still could go down but, but I, I just think it's just a, I mean Crystal Palace they can't let it go Rob I just don't think well, they can let this go now and, and Big Sam with his experience he'll get the players in the right state of mind not to lose this one
1: i tell you who epitomizes Crystal Palace more than anybody else. Christian Benteke. He was a centre forward of, of, of good quality and, and, and was a Liverpool player not that long ago, Rob, but so inconsistent. We've seen what Juventus' goals have done for Swansea. Do you trust he him to score? Yeah, I trust him and I think Palace will win, but he's certainly bubbling at the bottom. But who's going to grab the two remaining Champions League spots? Good wins for both City and Arsenal today means the pressure is on Liverpool, who travel to West Ham in a must-win match. On many levels, Champions League football is crucial for all the top six, and at least one of the big boys is going to miss out. We'll discuss who when we get back. I'm Earl, he's Musto, together with the Two Robbies Football Show on NBC Sports Radio. This
0: is the Two Robbies Football Show on NBC Sports Radio and NBCSportsRadio.com, where every day is game day.
1: Welcome back to the Two Robbies football show. There seemed a point when all the big teams, Chelsea and Spurs apart, were messing up their chances of top four. But important wins for Arsenal today at Stoke and Manchester City against Leicester means the race is really hotting up. We must. Have, I, want, I want to start with Arsenal. They don't usually go to Stoke and get much. As ever, I'm saying an Arsenal we trust. I know you flew the plane over the Bet365 <laughs> stadium that said Wenger out. I thought that was a bit harsh of you, but got a good job done today. And I thought there was something a little different about Arsenal today I thought they 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 toughed it out a little bit Rob from set pieces coming into the box they've got their head in there they they weren't they weren't out for and and their quality with the goals and the movement come on give them a little bit of credit give them a bit of love
0: yeah I'll give them love today Um, some good performances from individuals we know what Ozil and Alexis can do they combine fantastically well for that beautiful goal and I, I think in Alexis Sanchez I think he's the best player in the league I think he really wow. is. I think he could go to, to any other club. I think he's a, f- a phenomenal footballer with his ability to pass, ability to dribble, ability to be sharp, to finish, to, to to hit crosses in. So I mean, those two players. I mean, obviously they could be leaving the football club, and, and that's another pod for another day about what they do with if those two leave. But this was good Arsenal, and it's good Arsenal, Rob. And we've had we've had some really good Arsenal days. We've had a whoa, lot whoa, of bad whoa, Arsenal whoa, whoa, days. Whoa, 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 well, whoa, Rob, well, uh, well, don't well, we've got to be? Uh, uh, there's got to be a net effect. What's a net effect, no, Robby? Oh. You,
1: missing something big, though. You're missing something huge. Four goals today. One by Alexis, one by Ozil, and two by... (laughs) <laughs> Olivier Giroud, Category A, centre-forward, French striker. Getting goals when the
0: team needs him. Robbie Musto. No, he doesn't get goals when the team needs him. That's the point. What's he got now? What's 12, his, what's his 12, total 12 like? The 12 for season. They, I win my bet with my buddy every time. I say he's never going to get 16 or more. I win every he's single get season. he against Sunderland and he's in, he's in. <laughs> No but, then... no,
1: but I just thought there was a little bit more about them, Robin. In fairness, listen—they—they they went to Stoke. The pressure was on them a little bit. Everybody knew that unless they—they they got that win, they, 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 they gives Liverpool the, the huge advantage. They got the win. They got the goals. They, they played their football. I just think it, it's a day to say, you know what, that ain't a bad... If that was Chelsea, I think we're patting them on the back and saying that's, that's a decent performance away from home. it's I never well, easy.
0: No, it isn't easy. And, and to be fair, the fans are up for it. They, they wanted yeah, a, a yeah, really a, a big fight. Because they've and not they won it, against the top on.
1: 12 team all, all season, Rob. They're desperate for, right. for a decent result against somebody.
0: Yeah, what I would say as well, you know, the, the, the longer... And I know the results have been good with the five at the back, but I think that the more they're playing it, I see it getting better for them. When we first saw it at Middlesbrough, I, I, you know, they got the result and stuff, but it looked a little bit awkward yeah. for them. And to be fair, they're, they're looking better. They're looking better. They're looking stronger. Yeah. The wing backs changed a little bit with Nacho playing higher up. Um, Rob Holding's done well, so I think that I think I'd give credit for Arsene Wenger to to changing it. And as weeks have gone on, they've looked better in that system. So there, yeah, there you go, mate. There's my there's my credit.
1: Thank you. And you said, you put a tweet out today. You said, mm. impressive gunners today. So frustrating for fans. You tell us why they can't play like this for 38 games. And, and we got plenty of responses. Best we're going to read out here, a Swedish car 850 you said, if they played all 38 games against Stoke side already on holiday, maybe they would. Sexy Stoke have turned a bit stale Stoke. I'll give you that. Jeff Fieber said, soft country club atmosphere, as though it's a bit too nice in the football club. I kind of get where he's coming from. And Meemaw said 90% of everybody at Arsenal is comfortable now. Mm. Rebecca asked the question before, Rob. If if the days like today, they can sort of get themselves up for it and, and meet fire with fire and then and then win the game, why is it during that spell that things go wrong for them that, they, that they're not able to? And, and I thought it was, it was a tough question. And I just think that at times, when their back's against the wall, Arsenal, when, when they're down, when people are being critical, it's almost like, we'll show you. But then it's, that's not in the title. It's almost like... Could Would they be that same team if they were sitting top of the table with three or four games to go? Could they see it out? Could they handle that pressure? That's what I'm not sure about, this Arsenal team.
0: Yeah, when, whenever you need them to get results, whenever there's a focus on, wow, this Arsenal team is different, th- this Arsenal team is near the top, it can push on, then they have a bad run of results. I mean, the, the end of January through February and into March was an awful run. And it, and it just took them out of everything that was good. It heaped the pressure on. And that's the moment, whether it's that moment in time, Rob, or in other seasons it might be late, it might be early. There's always a period. They can't manage 38 games where it's, it's consistent and they have the drive that we've seen of, of Chelsea this year and the drive we saw of Leicester City last yeah. year. That's Is that individual? In. Is that
1: an individual? From Is that comes manager. the manager.
0: I think it comes from the manager. Absolutely comes from the manager. If people aren't doing it, it's his job to get them to do it. It's his job to motivate them every single week and to bring in some players. We know he's had plenty of time to, to add to the deficiencies that they've shown over a period of time. And, and you know, we haven't seen that, Rob. We haven't seen a consistent mm. 38-game season for them to win the title in the last couple of years. They've had a, you know, a reasonable good chance of being able to do that.
1: Yeah, good day for Arsenal. Another manager who's still trying to, I think, get his messages across, Manchester City, who by the skin of the teeth in some respects got the, the three points against Leicester that keeps them very much in, in Champions League mode but it wasn't as Pep would like it Rob it wasn't as controlled and, mm. and, and as good a football as you would expect from a team that you know we're a season in now I think we're starting to expect to see some 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 development
0: mm. No I agree and, and, and that was one of the, the things I'd noted from this game Rob is that mm. You know, if it was at home, they're ahead in the game, and yet they yeah, couldn't control it. They couldn't mm-hmm. control the game with possession. Now, it, that, that's what Pep's thing is. I mean, oftentimes yeah. they control with possession so much of the game but can't score goals. And he's moaned about that. He thinks the biggest yeah. problem is goal scoring. And yet they, were, they got the goals in this one, but they still couldn't control the game with possession. So, la- absolutely, Rob, lots of work to do. Um, I mean, you know, they got lucky as well in some situations here with mm-hmm. the, the offside goal of, of Ryan Sterling's position. I mean, I, 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 see, I see what you saw in the broadcast, Rob, and I think Sterling's offside there. He's interfering with play. He's attempting to yeah. play the ball. Play it affects ball. players mm-hmm. around him. So it should have been flagged. So that was that was missed from the officials.
1: Yeah, another, go- another one today, Rob, just as well, uh, with, with the stoke. It was Peter Crouch that, that handled the ball in that we saw after. You know, are we getting to the stage where we're needing video evidence to, to come in and, and help referees out in these situations. I know Ken has tweeted this out, and he said he, he, he likes the idea, but he's a little bit worried how it'd be implemented. Mm. Would these be kind of the issues that, that would we go to a video referee and, and he'd tell us whether it's a goal or not?
0: Yeah, I mean, different different people, Rob, are doing it a little bit differently. Um, uh, what's this? Howard Webb was on. I, I listened to an interview with Howard Webb, and he explained how it's going to mm. be rolled out in MLS. And basically, every time there's a goal scored, then the, the, uh, the VAR, the video assistant referee, yeah. will go back and, and see anything that led to that goal that could be wrong, obviously wrong, and then he notifies the referee, who then goes to the side of the pitch. Mm-hmm. Beforehand, he's, he's kind of drew a, a square in the sky to say video replay, and he runs over to the side to review it. So he has the last decision. Now... That's good that he's in total control, Rob, but it's going to take time to run over there to look at the video to come back again. Other ways of doing it, and I think other people have done this, is where the video assistant referee makes the call. Listen, uh, ref, that was a foul in the build-up to the goal. It will not stand. Give a free kick on the edge of the penalty box, and on we go. That's quicker, but then the power is taken away from the referee. So Mm. we will see, Rob. It's just, you know, we'll see when these, these kind of games, competitions... Um, do use the technology as a plan to see how it works. I'm still very um, I'm still very worried about the whole process in terms of the flow of the game. I really am with the celebrations, the goal celebrations. Everybody goes crazy. And then, and then mm. you know, you've got the referee holding his hand to his ear and, hang on a minute, you know, a, a square goes up in the sky and you've got to review the whole play. So uh, I, I get it from Ken and I appreciate the tweet. And we will see this over the next kind of months and years, Rob. We are going to see this technology come into the game.
1: Quickly, Rob. Let's move it forward to a huge game tomorrow. It's a London Stadium, West Ham v Liverpool, 9:15 kickoff on CNBC. And listen, we're now on the stage because of what Arsenal and Manchester City have done. It's becoming almost must-win for Liverpool. This is a huge pressure game for Jurgen Klopp and his team.
0: The season. This is the season. Right here. Tomorrow. I mean tomorrow's game's Rob are ridiculous. We've mm. talked about the whole game of Palace, which is huge. West Ham Liverpool. Liverpool's last game is mm. Borough at home. Liverpool have yeah. got it in their own hands. They've got to win the last two games to qualify for the Champions League, which will be a really good achievement from from mm. Jurgen Klopp, considering everything that that's happened this season. West so no Dan- excuses, Rob, no. if they
1: don't do it. No excuses. No, you know, I don't you think so. They'll tell us about Mane being out and this one, and he hasn't had th- this one in Henderson. No, you've got two games. You've got to beat West Ham. Yeah. You've got to beat Middlesbrough. You're in the Champions League.
0: Yeah, we saw West Ham raise their level to an insane yeah. level against Spurs. You know, if they do that, it's going to be a really hard game for Liverpool. But you're right. If they deserve to stay in the top four, they're going to show us. They're going to. I mean, they, if they win this game, they're going to be Middlesbrough and Anfield in the last day of the season. So Liverpool's season right now is tomorrow, and I think they'll do it. I think that the manager, the team, the squad will come together to find a way to win that game because they know what, what what's riding on it, everything for their season's mm-hmm. on that game tomorrow.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Huge game. Must watch TV, 9.15, CNBC tomorrow kickoff. And talking of Champions League, there's one team that we've avoided discussing, and that's Manchester United. do look to me like they're going to forget the Premier League. Full steam ahead for Europa League as they've advanced to the Europa League final. Is Jose right to put all his eggs in this basket? I can safely say me and Mr Musto disagree on this one. Find out our views when we return. This is a Two Robbies football show on NBC Sports Radio. We'll be back in a tick.
0: This is the Two Robbies Football Show, your number one source for Premier League football. We are NBC Sports Radio and NBCSportsRadio.com, where every day is game
1: day. (laughs) Welcome back to the Two Robbies Football Show. There's something special about Jose Mourinho and cup competitions. He's already landed the EFL Cup. He's now trying to add the Europa League trophy for a season double and entry into this year's Champions League. So, Robbie Mustow he's almost discarding the Premier
0: League. Hmm.
1: Is it the right thing to do? Is it the right kind of gamble, do you think?
0: Well I think at this point it is but Ooh, I mean change, I, 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 well no but I, he, where he is right now Rob he's chucked games mm. he's chucked the Arsenal game so when when you've yeah. done that and you and you go with a week and sign with no kind of um, mentality to win that game is if you're going for the top 4 he decided weeks ago and mm. I would have disagreed Well, I did disagree with that decision yeah. you know a while ago to prioritize the Europa League um, but where we are right now he has to particularly as Eric Bailly got sent off in the game, he's going to miss the final. Um, you know, their eggs are in that basket, and they've got mm. one game. They've got one game to get into the Champions League, and he will think that that's kind of, you know, he's it, made him right. He's got another trophy with the League Cup, Europa League, that they've never won, etc. So he will spin it to be a very positive season. I just mm. can't get away from the league table, Rob. I just I just can't. And, it, and cup t- it, it, competitions are great, and it's a way it, of getting the Champions League, Rob. But yeah. I, you know, watching Manchester United in sixth place, you know, Twenty odd points behind the leading team. I just can't get my head around that. That the, the, the league isn't important. Mm, it's all about the Europa.
1: I hear you. But if next season, yeah, he, he gets them in the top four, which he'll say, courtesy of getting in the Champions League, and he's playing Champions League football. And by the way, if they are in the Champions League, you'll have to take them seriously because it's Manchester United. It's Jose Mourinho, and he knows how to set teams up. Isn't it sort of mission accomplished in that respect? And doesn't that buy him? Maybe a year Robbie, or two more.
0: to you to, all you know, about? To, to. Go on. Sorry, mate. I just, you know. Yeah. I, I Are you? Do you have any kind of, uh, like, feeling about Manchester United and the way that they should play? Oh. Are you? Are you okay um, with just results? Because yeah, this, but I'm not. An old, really I'm, not
1: old, I'm not an old romantic. I'm not an old romantic. This this group can't play in the style and the manner that Why some of the teams play, we've Rob?
0: watched. Haven't they got no, enough I'm,
1: good I'm not saying, there to Some of them are good enough to play in the style of, of teams we've played against and watched and, and commentated on. I don't think they're, 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 that, they're at that level, Rob. Now, that's not to say in maybe, I think, a year or two bringing in the right players they can get there. But I, I certainly don't think... They can't go toe-to-toe with Spurs at the moment, Rob. They can't go toe-to-toe with Chelsea at the moment. If they're on the front foot and Chelsea on the front foot, Chelsea beat them. If they're on the front foot and Spurs are on the front foot, Spurs beat them. If they're on the front foot and Manchester City on the front foot, Manchester City beat them. So if that's the case, I'm not going to play front foot football against all the big boys. I've got to have a, a different way until I get the quality of players that gives me the no. chance to do that.
0: I, I, you know, I, I, haven't it? No, I just I disagree, Rob, because I think when you look at some of the footballers they've got in the club and yes, yeah, you know, they haven't got Zlatan now and, and they've still got Martial, Rashford, Henrik Mkhitaryan yeah. is a world class yeah. player. You know, Mata Herrera's a footballer, there's the good full backs in the club, you've got good passers and carrick. There's enough good players, Rob, to still play an expansive Man United inverted commas style of football. Yes, it might not win the league right now, mm-hmm. but you, mm-hmm. but you add to that going forward to try and get to that point. I just I, well, you, I, pick a, I, I, you
1: pick a guy who bases his tactic from defence first yes, and then does, you want to yeah, say, well, cha- well, change, well, change. Now. It's like saying to Pep Guardiola, listen, this ain't working, Pep. Go long ball style into the front man and, and pick up knock-ups. I mean, so, so, you, you, you okay. employ a guy, you've got to let him do what he does.
0: And, and and do you think the United fans are going to be okay with, with, with kind of sitting um, back and, and watching Celta Vigo make 16 ch- chances against them and dominate? And dominating them well, them yeah, a, could it, know, by the way, they could have gone
1: out in the last minute.
0: It's risky. But I think Champions football.
1: I, I think Champions League football is the key to bringing in the better quality of player that helps them then in in the, in the in the league and gives them a chance to get back to, to where they want to be. This this guy can win leagues as we have seen with Chelsea and Real Madrid, but he's got to have the the kind of players that he's confident to do it with.
0: So so what sort of players? What, how many does he need, Rob? I, I fear right that Mourinho. Each I, I year think his three say, windows are not away. Right, we're still Three
1: not. transfer windows away. God, what with the money that
0: they spend,
1: Three and they've transfer spent. Windows away. Three wow! Three transfer. So he's
0: just going to keep and spending and spending and spending well, until he's got he's a team of. of, of it, it,
1: some of the just players to... ain't good enough, for Rob. Smalling and Jones and, and Fellaini and, and Lingard, they're not good enough to win titles, mate, and, and that's what's going to happen. Interesting, and, and this is uh, uh, the bigger debate, they, they've got a huge game for Spurs tomorrow, la- yeah. last game at Whitehall Lane. Does he, does he just play out, put a, ve- a very much B just... team out against Spurs and Spurs get the win and, and the emotional three points that they'll want at Whitehall Lane in the last game?
0: I think so Rob I think so I think he, he absolutely with with given the conditions in the game and how important it is he's going to throw out some younger players in this game um I got to say it, it's kind of you know Spurs is a brilliant stadium um we had good times there when I played there, I scored a goal there. Good memories, great stadium. Yeah. What, what do you think? I mean, it's going to be the last day for, for just, White. Just White Lane. some
1: great individuals, Rob. You know, I remember growing up watching the Glenn Hoddles, saw Gary Lineker, seeing mm. Gazza, seeing, you know, the likes of Gareth Bale. Some some brilliant footballers there and it's going to be an emotional day one I'm looking forward to. So that just leaves us time to reward the tweet of the day and that goes to Jeff Phoebus who tweeted that, oh, so I like a soft country club atmosphere. Maybe that's got to change. Jeff, make sure you Direct message your address. And we'll get two Robbie Scarf in the post you in the next couple of days. So in the week when Chelsea were crowned champions, Arsenal and Manchester City strengthened their push for Champions League and Swansea grabbed three huge points at the bottom. Remember to stay part of the football conversation. Subscribe to Apple Podcasts to download the shows. And if you like what you hear, please rate and review the podcast. This helps to increase our ranking and visibility and allows more football fans to join in the debate. And just finally for me, thanks to all the good people at Culver City.
0: Thanks for listening to the show. We're nearly at the end of the season, but we will be back same time five PM Eastern time next Saturday to look ahead and preview Championship Sunday when all the remaining issues in the Premier League will be decided. So until then, this good night from me.
1: And good night from him. Good night. Good night.